0: it's a double episode of the challenge so we're celebrating with back-to-back episodes of you killed it i'm john shidley hill and i am sheldon alexander hyped up hyped up up. and as i said this is you killed it the podcast like about the challenge season of the losers Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to
1: fight you on this every single episode, okay? We are doing. Not recall what Jonzy just did. I mean, and I mean, there's more great gameplay coming up, but this is episode 264 of the You Killed It podcast. We are breaking down, you know, we're doubling up just like they did for us on MTV with episodes. This, we will do episodes three and four of the challenge battle for a new champion
0: so we start with a scene that really sets the t-tone for the season yeah we've got mariah lying on a bed in what i can only describe as a distracting way (laughs) uh with ed and james on (laughs) other beds so they're in a row james Ed, mariah and the tension is Thick between mariah and james yeah. to the point where i was like man if i'm ed i'm leaving <laughs> like and it turns yeah. out while all this is going on mariah for the past year has still been in talking to johnny I, bananas
1: i got it in quotes spending time with bananas and i also wrote in my notes okay i'm old i need someone to explain to me what this means Give me give me the levels like I feel like, you know, we've grown past the, you know, we're dealing, you know, we're hanging out, Netflix and chill, we're dating, we're seeing each other. What is spending time with like that to me sounds like the most basic baseline form of any type of casual relationship?
0: Sheldon, by that definition, you and I are spending time together.
1: I don't think that's the same type of spending time together that she's beating when she's talking about her and bananas and what they do in said time. I'm going to guess that that's a little different than us on a, fee- on a feed here discussing <laughs> the challenge.
0: Maybe. Uh, maybe as we're uh, like five kilometers apart. But it just. so Someone's to It's like, a kilometer? Oh, my God. I'm going to defend Mariah here. Uh, talking phase, uh, spending time together phase that lasts for a year.
1: Busy people, man, busy skeds. We'll get there, we'll get there because there's more that happens there in this episode for sure. We'll yes. get there though. So, there's, the talk still is about the Americans, and now it's turning on Raven because of what she did and she went and told Kieran, who's on the other side, right? And it's the age old thing that we talk about all the time on this pod just lay low especially early don't do anything to put a target target on your back and instead she's doing the most to put a target on her back i want to give someone else credit though here because if you might if your name came up in a negative way what might be a good way for you to curry favor with the rest of the house uh what are some things you could do to to make people think that you're a good house guest? That, you know what? It's early on. Maybe there, there's a reason we should keep this person in the house. A little longer at least.
0: Cook them a beautiful steak dinner?
1: Shouts to Big T. This to me is Genius, okay. I didn't know that she went to culinary school after, like while she was, you know, in between her appearances on the challenge. But I think this is genius. She was making a massive steak dinner for the entire house, and I'm thinking this is a great move. How have we not seen anyone do this before? We've seen, you know, a couple things here and there, but never like a full-on steak
0: dinner for everyone. That's that's large. What I think this says is how much production wants Big T to stay in the house. Oh. Because Big T is not getting high quality steaks shipped out (laughs) to wherever they are.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right? Like like she's not getting those ingredients without a collaborator on the inside.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think those steaks looked really good. Like that actually made me really hungry when I was watching it. I was like, yo, Big T doing her thing. I thought that was really cool and just a great move for sure Uh, to, you know, why would someone, if I'm one of the guys and it's this early,
0: let's keep big T around for sure. A hundred percent. I also, I just, we're going to get to it now. Raven is noticing that no one's talking to her at the steak (laughs) dinner. And she's like, I think it's because I backed idiot Chauncey. Correct. It's like, maybe
1: it's because I backed the guy who everyone else voted to go into the elimination,
0: including (laughs) betraying my alliance. And like earlier, we had a scene where like Jay and Michelle and others, but mainly Jay and Michelle, were doing a debrief with the Brits about how badly Raven screwed up. And Michelle says, should I just give everyone a shovel and let everyone dig their own grave? I'll just go to the end. Then she says somewhat sarcastically, Sheldon, I see you're nodding. But I don't think Michelle knows the definition of the word irony. <laughs> like, is she mad because like Raven stole her move of like oh, shooting wow. herself in the foot? Jeez.
1: Listen, maybe Michelle. There's a lot going on for Michelle right now in the house, you know, and maybe she's just a little preoccupied because there's so much going on, and you know. I understand there's a lot going on for michelle she's just trying to figure her role in the house right now with so much going on around her
0: i guess i (laughs) guess um your girl raven says in confessional that she didn't think it would impact her to take chauncey's side and it begs the question why is she so loyal to him anyway i have no idea
1: also, though, how could you not think that your alliance being like, this is what we want to do. And then you being like, actually, I'm the only person on the other side of this. How could you not think that would impact your game? so know. many questions, but you know what I don't question a good old hot tub scene. <laughs> good There's a times. lot going on here. Just people vibing, people having a good time. Yeah, I'll, Asaf, your man's Asaf, a lot going on here for sure. Production's like,
0: going to have to drain that tub daily <laughs> with what's going on in there. <laughs> oh,
1: jeez, Yeah, that's that's very true. There's there's a lot going on. Your man's Asaf is wearing a bikini. There's like hookups going on. There's Raven and Kieran, Michelle and Callum, Melissa and Kylan, James and Mariah, lots going on. Berna She's getting down. She's having her own good time. You know, she's dancing, having a lot of fun. And then she looks over and she sees Melissa and Big T talking to each other and giggling. She thinks that they're laughing at her. And for the record, we don't really see that. Like what's shown to us. We barely even see Big T and Melissa like laughing at all. So we don't see it we could take Berna's word that she feels like she thinks that they're making fun of her. So what happens next, John?
0: So after like everyone's toweling off, dried off back in the main part of the house and Berna decides to confront big T and Melissa oh. and says that she thinks they're bullies. And I, I, that's an important phrasing. Yeah. She says she thinks that they're bullies and Melissa immediately freaks out. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Melissa was really bullied as a kid. She had to be pulled out of schools. She was beat up. She had a really, really hard time. So she takes deep offense. It's pretty clear that they're all drunk, which is of a course. contributing factor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I th- yeah. what did you think of all of this? So... I thought the whole thing
1: was kind of weird because Berna, it's like when you confront someone, right? This is a message that I keep stressing in as we progress through, you know, now we're in 2023, okay? I feel like people have forgotten about consequences. And so when you bring something to someone, you don't know how that person's going to respond, you don't get to no. decide how that person responds. So when you bring energy and you try to bring smoke to someone and then they match your smoke or they have now lit a fire, which Melissa was definitely lit. You then don't get to like back down and be like, why are you getting so mad? It's like, cool. Well, you brought this to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that whole part of it, I thought was really dumb because Berna was. Calling them out for something, Melissa is saying, like you know, clearly the word "bully" struck a nerve with her, right? And now I understand why when the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling, right? But you're fired up, and Melissa's definitely hit a nerve with the word "bully," and she snaps. She starts like going at Berna, but she's also explaining to her, like, "Don't call me a bully." And at one point, she lets her explain. And Berna says, well, I was looking over at you guys and you guys were laughing at me. So Melissa asks, wait, so that means I'm bullying you because you look over at us and we're laughing at you. That's what you think's happening. That's us bullying you, which I thought was a really pointed and great question, because even if that is the case, that is not bullying, right? So I thought the whole thing was dumb, but. I do want to give them all credit because I feel like the way that, you know, that moment happens and, you know, they go back at each other and I I love a lot of different, there's a lot of different points in this that I really enjoyed that I really thought were good. As we deep dive, see, I'm glad the real challenge is back because we deep dive (laughs) into these things and I love it, first off. I love the role that Narice plays because Narice is there taking it in and Melissa's yelling and screaming and screaming. And at one point, everyone's kind of like, the guys are kind of stepping in and Melissa's like, I'm not going to touch you. And Narice is like, no, 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 she's not going to touch you. And what that told me, those are two women that are used to the smoke, <laughs> right? Like they're used to the beef, the arguing. They know that, no, 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 we're having an argument right now. Like I'm not going to hit you. Like that's not what's happening right now. And I, I, I saw that. Berna, not used to that. She couldn't handle that smoke. And eventually you could see that she lost it. And she actually bumped Melissa. To which Melissa then just like smiled. Like, ha, huh, I got her. And then they get separated. Berna like smashes a, a lamp. And then like takes off. And, you know, the whole thing was over. But I thought, to, another thing I want to point out. I didn't like Kylan's role in this. I didn't like that Kylan is off in some other room hearing this, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder how this is going to impact my no. game." I didn't like that, I didn't but like the whole that at all. the whole like breakdown of what went down, I liked it all.
0: One thing that really struck me was that I want I want to say this very carefully. There's nothing wrong with being a sensitive person. Berna is clearly a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And again, that's who she is. That's wonderful. Empathy, sympathy, seeking to be understood and respected are all important things. It's not a good quality to have on the challenge. Yeah. Like it, it that's, she's got she's confusing this for real life. Yeah. And I don't think she's cut out for the show. I genuinely don't. Like if she's getting this upset from two people maybe looking at her and then saying something shitty about her like yeah this ain't for you
1: (laughs) yeah totally and the other part of this is this is and later on she has a conversation a really good conversation i thought with emmanuel right where he correctly says the word bully you know we would say it and the word isn't as heavy as she took it so there is a bit of a language thing which i could understand if that's what happened in this scenario right because I will say that there is a thing within our culture where certain words get weaponized now, right? And like bully being one of them. Like not every instance is about being bullied. I was talking about this earlier with a couple of uh, uh, my boys that you would know as well. But we we're talking about the whole. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this Lane Kiffin thing that's going on right now. Well, there is Lane Kiffin is a coach at Old Miss. I think he's a football coach there. I think it's Old Miss. Anyways, there is a player who played on his team. And listen, details are coming out so this story is ever changing. But essentially what happened is one of the players left the team, like he just left the team, didn't respond to any messages, didn't show up for a couple weeks. Then when he came back to finally meet with the coach, he was secretly recording their meeting and the coach is explaining to him, "Hey, like you just didn't show up for 2 weeks. You can't do that. Like that's not allowed." And the kids trying to say that he has mental health issues. And Lane Kippen is explaining, okay, like I understand that, but like even if that is the case, you still have a responsibility to let us know where you are, let us know what's going on. You can't just disappear for two weeks. Like that is in our, like that's in the mental health handbook. Like that's, these are the rules, blah, blah, blah. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because this turned into some whole online debate because people are like, well, the kid's mad because Lane Kiffin was cussing him out and kicked him off the team. And then it's like this whole thing about mental health. And, and it's like all these words that people are using now in situations that are it's not one size fits all. It just no. isn't. And so when you use a term like bully, right, like we understand that, okay, Berna can be upset that could really hurt her in the house and how she's perceived in the house and other people liking her. We you still got to choose your words carefully and be cognizant of the fact that words matter. Right. And like, mm-hmm. if you say, if you try to call me blank, okay, now we're into this conversation now. And what does this really mean? Because we're having a drunken hot tub party. There's nobody bullying anybody there. We're on the reality show, the challenge. Not to say that no one's ever been bullied on the challenge. That's not what I'm saying. But in this scenario, I don't think so. And I think Emmanuel did a really good job of breaking that all down.
0: Well, it was never confirmed for us that what they were exchanging looks over was ever that.
1: But even if that was it, that's not bullying. No. You know what I mean? And and it's okay for us to say that. Not everything – like it could be mean – it could be not nice, right? like that's mm-hmm. not nice.
0: it's mean maybe. but like what? anyways. i know. it's crazy. it's a crazy scene and like i said, not everything is for everyone and maybe bern is just not cut out for the show because like she's she's got to like toughen up in a hurry if she wants to s- stick around. right? like this is this is too much. Someone Um,
1: In our mentions might know, but I wonder if the other iterations of the challenge, not the USA, but the other like worldwide ones, do they deal in the extracurriculars? We'll say outside mm. of the uh, competitions, you know what I mean? And like, is that what burn is used to more of the USA style challenge as opposed to, you know, the regular American challenge that this season is.
0: It's a good question. So um, the daily competition, it's called Control Tower. It's pretty straightforward. They have mm-hmm. to drive buggies around with numbers on the roofs and they have to put them into particular parking spots to create an equation that is actually determined by two of their teammates sort of at a, a little, we'll call it a math station. Mm-hmm. Um, each equation is worth 10,000. If they get it all done in thirty minutes, TGA will give them an additional ten thousand um, dollars. In it's my pretty notes, good I a pretty good deal. In my notes here, I have it that they need to stop fucking around. <laughs> like, like they actually have to come up with a game plan. And what's fascinating to me is that in all the confessionals, they're all like, "Oh, we got to win more money. We got to do better. We got." At no point have we seen them in the house before going to the daily competition over breakfast over that steak dinner that big team made we have not seen anyone be like hey guys we gotta talk about our communication like we are a bad team yeah right like they're doing everything they can to fix this except change it yeah (laughs) yeah totally and
1: the interesting part of this challenge i think was figuring out the dynamics of who would do what so yeah. essentially, you know, you figure out, okay, who are our smartest mathematicians? Turns out to be Kylan and Ed. They're the ones that are going to handle the equations. Obviously, the people that want to drive, cool. Your best communicators are going to be the passengers. And then Michelle played a huge role in this. as so She was kind of the leader directing traffic atop the, uh, what was it called? Control? What was it called? Master control?
0: Or yeah, that's master mine. control.
1: Control tower. Control tower. <laughs> master control is like... our our, like control room at a TV studio, which clearly my brain is lost in other facets of life right now. But Michelle doing a really good job directing traffic. She had a massive, massive role in this where the whole thing basically makes her breaks. Well, no makes her breaks on the equations. You need to be able to solve the equations. But after that, the organization from the top has to go through Michelle. And I think I thought she had a really good, um, she did a really good job, but it also made me think: who else could have done Michelle's job or the math questions,
0: right? Because I thought that was the this, key to this whole on thing on this current season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think Ed or Kieran could have done the announcing. Okay. The like directing. Um, I think Jay. Mm, he kind of gets flustered. I don't know that anyone, yeah. Um, I don't know that anyone else could have done the math.
1: Okay. Okay. What do you think? I don't think anyone else could have done the math other than the three guys that we did see participate in it. Because I just think that what ends up happening with most people on this challenge with basic math equations is that they get all flustered, can't figure it out this was a little bit above a basic math equation because you had to do some thinking before Mm -hmm. you get to the actual mathematics of it, right? Um, I think only the two guys that did it, Ed and Kylan, could have really handled it. And you know how I know this? Because no one was really getting mad when they struggled at a certain point. Like After the second one, I think it was, that they started to struggle, no one was really getting mad. And that tells me that everyone else was kind of like, oh, wow, these guys can't figure it out. (laughs) It must be really hard.
0: You know, the one thing I will note that Kylan and Ed should have done. So the third one is where they slow down. Yeah. So they almost blew the whole thing. And they notice early on that the equations, the plus and the minus were reversed Mm -hmm. in the third one compared to the first two. Their mistake was they should have told Michelle that and had those two moved yeah. while they were doing the math. Yeah. That it's it's not time. a huge deal, but it, it would have saved them like two minutes.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. That's a great call by you. Definitely a good call. Um, the, overall, right? At, they do a good job in this. They solve all three of them. And really, as you mentioned, it was only the third one that they kind of struggled on. But everything else went pretty smoothly. My only critique, they they win, they solve the challenge, it's good, that's a win for them. Cool, they get the money. My only critique of this was I felt like the way that it was showed to us, it could have been done in a better way in terms of the, the golf carts moving around to their desired spots. Mm-hmm. That part we didn't really get to see as a viewer in a way that made us understand how hard... Or not hard, it actually was. Yeah. Like most of the shots we got were kind of just random, the cars driving around or people backing into the final spot. But like I wanted to see if, you know, the one car that should have been on the one side was on the complete other side. I wanted to see that actually take place. And we didn't really get that. But overall, great job by them to finally get a dub. Great job in teamwork, people understanding their roles. I thought that was good.
0: Yeah, it, it was the most competent that they have seen all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have to know, because I don't want to skip past it. Um, my line of the episode mm-hmm. is that, um, I believe it was Callum says, this is no longer Battle of the Champions, it's bottom of the barrel. <laughs> which is what I've been saying.
1: Okay, okay. Fair cool. enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think Ed and Kylan get the most credit, Michelle organizing everything. I thought it was pretty cool, but the problem now is you got to vote someone in and they're all talking about how it should be a, so it's a social vote essentially, right? Who's having the most problems within the house. So right away we get this scene with DJ Mel and Berna where they talk, and they explain, Mel explains how she was triggered by the word. Berna explains how she felt like she was bullied and didn't realize the word had so much meaning to Melissa. And basically, Melissa says, hey, if there is ever a problem, just sit me down and we could talk about it, which I thought was correct above all. I, and it was good to just see them make makeup.
0: I really liked what Melissa did here. I really respected her for, yeah. for addressing this head on and hopefully mm-hmm. clearing the air. Yeah, uh, but you know who's not into it? Mariah. Mariah okay. later speaks with Colleen and is like, do you fight a lot with Berna? <sighs> and and even says, you know, she's an amazing competitor, but she would fight with a wall if she could. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. might be good between Mel and Berna, but I, not everyone's buying it. It's true. It's true. Um, Are you
1: buying this Michelle and Callum relationship as we enter to the club? And I want to know the music. I still don't get the music. It's fine. Um, Michelle appears to be mesmerized by the muscles and tats she's making out. And she says, I like kissing Callum. Sorry, mom. Awkward. Uh, Yeah, that would be very awkward for your mom to be watching that. Agreed. Um, I also agree with Berna and Emmanuel right now about how it shouldn't be a social game, a social vote, right? Like they're saying whoever's having the most social problems, that's who should go in because nobody failed in this particular daily challenge. To me, this isn't just about this particular daily challenge. You have another daily challenge coming up. And so your focus should be on who will help us win that next challenge right and whoever the weak link is that's who we should be trying to get out but again these people don't know how to play the game
0: no they're a mess (laughs) they're such a mess raven's doing too much raven's doing too much it's just you know olivia wants raven gone Uh, you know it's just anyway we get to deliberation
1: i just want to i just want to point one thing out for you sure Your man's Jay, telling Michelle that he's worried about her boyfriend. What do you make? What is Jay doing here?
0: I, oh, that's tough. That's a good question. It's not tough at all.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not tough at all. I just, whoa, I just did the mistake of asking you a question that I thought I knew the answer to because I think it's very easy what Jay's doing. He is hating hard. He should be in the player haters ball from the Chappelle show. He's just straight hating here, and I don't even rep Callum at all. But Jay being like, "You gotta watch out for your boyfriend because you know he might be trying to manipulate you and manipulate the game," and I don't know if I trust him, bro. You're just straight hating. You still got like I don't know what went on with him and Michelle. I really don't. But like, why wouldn't you think? well, maybe Michelle could be manipulating him or maybe the fact that Michelle is close with him could be helping your game because now she can use him to do whatever else. Straight. Yeah, hate. I
0: don't think it's straight hate, though.
1: I, I not, think... Hold on. hold on, hold on. Should she be trusting him is a way different conversation because he has a girlfriend and everybody knows that. But Michelle yeah. knows that.
0: So... Does she know that? Yeah. She suspects.
1: Oh, I thought she I thought they already had this conversation where where they were like, remember she asked him and he paused and we were like, yeah, if 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 a dude pauses like that, you know the answer to the question and it's not what
0: but what but she's she's blowing past those red flags.
1: But she knows. If she doesn't she did, know, she knows. Is what
0: she she doesn't know for a fact. She suspects and she is ignoring that suspicion. Okay. And Jay, okay. so there's two things going on in this conversation. Jay is saying, like, I don't trust this guy, but he but it's for two reasons, and he's mm-hmm. conflating the two because he's drunk.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. We shall see we shall see sorry to the deliberation and we get the continued um theme this season of people just burying themselves in these deliberations say less should be the name of the deliberation and raven following in the footsteps of chauncey before her and jessica before him Just starts talking too much. She says, you know, I know that I might have broken some trust with some people because I was just trying to protect a friend. The whole time that she's been saying that, I was thinking she was talking about Chauncey. Not realizing that she's talking about Kieran, which doesn't make any sense that this is your defense. You know why? Because Kieran's still in the house. And so are you. And you're still on opposite alliances. (laughs) So... How is that your defense as to why people should trust you?
0: I mean, I can't defend it. And also, I forget who it is, but one of them makes the very good point. Like, she's just like so, like, she's droning on. Like, there's no emotion in her voice. Yeah. Like, I think it's James who said she's completely losing the room. She's talking for too long. Talking for too way long. too long. To her credit, Berna then has to mount her defense. And Berna seems to wrap it up in like three sentences. Mm -hmm. Basically like, I'm sorry I'm so sensitive. I'm sorry I'm so moody. I'm working on it. I think you all see I'm working on it. Melissa and I have sorted it out. We're good. Like nice nice and tight. Raven's confessional,
1: Raven's confessional. She says, I've made every single rookie mistake and I'm not even a rookie. I have no idea how to play this game. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, I was like, this show's amazing. I'm sorry. This show's amazing. Let's get to the strategy here of what these uh, women decide that they're going to do. And the burn vote strategy here,
0: John. Is it a strategy? Because I truly don't understand what they're trying to do here.
1: (laughs) So they decide that they're going to burn the votes and not say a girl's name. And I think it's so that they want to save face with Berna or Raven, whichever one ends up coming back into the house. Which kind of makes no, not kind of, which doesn't make sense because whichever side you're on, just vote for the other person but they don't want to yeah. show their cards,
0: which again, doesn't make sense. They're also scared of someone coming back into the house angry with them, but like, let's like play a back. Other, let's say, hold on. Hold on. Let's say the other, say thing, Chauncey, too, though, you, the other yeah. thing
1: too, though, that they're mad at is they don't want to say Raven's name, have Raven be mad at them and then pick them to go against yeah. in the elimination.
0: So, but sure, but like if if a woman's going in and you know a woman's going in, you're like, it's not like she's going to vo- like call down James. Like, exactly. Um, but like, let's play this back. Let's say Chauncey beats James, Chauncey comes back into the house. Mm-hmm. The fact is, the entire house still voted against him. So like, yeah. he can be mad all he wants. Exactly. But it doesn't no, I, matter. So I like,
1: wholeheartedly agree with you. They're out thinking themselves. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. So we do have this scene and they bring it to Corey and Jay who don't really like the plan. Yeah. And Corey makes the smart point that like, this is an opportunity for the men. Like they could just vote for someone else and like they're handing control over to the men. Yep. And like, all I could think was like, he's not wrong, but also just keep why, your head down, Corey. Yeah, like, why would you tell them that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mind your business they're not talking about voting you in so like let it slide <laughs> totally agree my dude totally agree it, it really made no sense and the
1: other part was Corey telling what's the girl's name Z- zara zara telling her that she was safe but then going to tell other people that oh well maybe i will vote her in um that was a weird flex but we find out more about that later the girls do end up burning their vote The guys vote for Raven. Even the guy who she messed up her game for voted for Raven, (laughs) which is just the chef's kiss to the stupidity of the play so far we've seen through three episodes of this. Um, So again, Raven's in. Who should she pick? Big T. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because again, we're talking about voting for who the weaker people are, and I don't know anything about, uh, how do you pronounce her name again? Huhui. Huhui. I don't know much about her, but she seemed like a physically good competitor, and Raven decides to take her on, which I thought was an interesting choice. What did you make of Raven's choice?
0: I mean, I guess in hindsight, we can't criticize it, but I don't know. Like I said, I would have taken Big T first. Um, Hahui, I guess, is sort of on an island. Uh, aside Ooh. from Horatio, she doesn't have, like, deep ties with anyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess it could, you know, repair things a little bit for her. Um, yeah. But I'd, I still would have gone with Big T. Because then if you win, you can come back to the Americans and be like, yeah, I just took out one of the Brits.
1: Yeah. It's also interesting, too, because to me, I feel like Raven only really won, if we're being honest, right? And so this elimination ends up being whiplash, essentially, right? But whiplash Mm -hmm. with a twist because there's multiples. And once you take it away from the other person or you find it in the dirt and the sand, you got to run it over, put it in the basket, right? And the thing here to me is Raven only does well because Mariah helps her. Yeah. So I don't know. Was it a good choice? You know what I mean? Like, yes, she won. But if Mariah doesn't help her, is it a good choice?
0: I don't know. Because Mariah coached crit- her
1: into like, you got to body her, <laughs> right?
0: The other thing is, um, Hui loses focus. In the third round, Hahui gets like one of the like crosses ripped from her hands and Raven scores it. And she ends up sort of like sulking about it and not like getting, diving continuing. back into the, yeah. yeah. And like, who's to say what a difference that 30 seconds makes.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. I love Mariah's line. She says, I like, I want Raven still in the house. Cause I know she's loyal to me and she's good physically She just has no social game, (laughs) which is true (laughs) because Raven does a good job, right? Once she realizes what the game is and the physical aspect of it, she dominated round three. And so the women burn their vote. So Raven isn't mad at them. I guess that was their plan. I I, I have no idea. Um, Either way. Yeah. Mariah saves Raven who he gives like one of the greatest, like nicest, sweetest speeches (laughs) on the way out. And Raven becomes the first person to get voted in, call someone out and then send
0: that person home. So yeah, shouts to Raven. Um, so who killed it for you this episode?
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't say Raven cause like she did the worst. Um, do you know what? I feel like I got to give it to the mathematicians, yeah, Ed and, and Kylan, for being able to solve it and really spearhead the dub in the daily challenge. That's who I got to give it to.
0: I'm also going to go with Ed, um, lesser Kylan, more Ed, because that's a, a nice transition to episode four, mm-hmm. which leads off with the daily competition under control. Where your man, Ed, dominates. Like one of the best daily competition performances we've seen in a while. And I think people don't really like, at least in the house, don't really react to like what an incredible job Ed does on this. Yeah. So to set it up, they all have to swim out to Mm -hmm. these buoys, dive down, and there are triangles that are chained up. They have to snap them off. Each person is responsible for bringing one back to Mm -hmm. these floating, uh, well, they look like Chrysler logos, but they have to swim out to these, like, floating docks. Each one.
1: Each one you end up putting a puzzle piece onto. And what ends up happening is that.
0: They have to get the pieces out to these Chrysler logo looking uh, floaty docks. And then once all five of those are completed, they then have to push the docks together and all get onto one big dock at the same time. Um, there are t- because there's 25 pieces, four of them are going to have to do the swimming and diving part twice. Mm-hmm. And when they're all trying to figure out, you know who's going to do what, they figure out, you know, who they have a couple of volunteers and Ed is one of the ones who says, I'm going to go first. Yeah. Your mans, as soon as they jump in the water, he is ahead of everyone immediately. So there, there's a
1: big part here that I don't want to skip over too much. Okay, They have an opportunity to figure out like who does what, you know, they know certain pieces like one, of because they're all di- divided by colors. One color is obviously further than the other, which means you'd want your best swimmers to be going towards that one. One of the colors is also deeper than some of the others. So again, you'd want your better swimmers taking care of that. And instead of organizing that, Callum just says, you know what? If the people who suck you know, not to be a dick when – hold on. Anytime you have to say not to be a dick, you're definitely about to be a dick, right? He says we're basically going to be like fuck you and just leave it. And everyone's like, wait, what, what, what? And I forget who it was that wanted to organize it. I don't know if, I don't remember if it was Michelle or not. It was someone else though that wanted to organize. And they're just like, no, we'll just freestyle it. Which is the worst idea ever. Horrible planning,
0: which I'll get to after, but yes. The one thing I'll say about that idea of like, oh yeah, we're not like, let's just freestyle it is how much do you trust people's assessment of their own swimming ability? Because someone might say, oh, I'm an amazing swimmer, and then they're really bad. But if someone, for whatever reason, crushes it, mm-hmm. then they should be like whoever gets there first should be the one to double back, right? Yeah. Because totally, they could take 30 seconds, catch their breath, and like get back to it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I understand that aspect of, like, yeah, just freestyle it. Like, if you're the first one there, then go double back and go get another one. like
1: But I I feel like they were so close because all you really have to identify is your best swimmers and your worst swimmers. And so if you make sure your worst swimmers are going to the closest puzzle, the closest dock, and also getting the most shallow pieces, that's it. Everyone else can get in where they fit in in the middle, but they couldn't even sort that out. And I thought mm. that was a huge mistake.
0: The biggest issue is yeah. that Melissa and are not good at this. No, they Stop are. Yelling. Neither one of them can dive down for the longest time. Melissa sort of finds a second gear. I, mm. she sort of explains that she taps into their, her maternal instincts. I didn't fully get it. She dives down. She gets it. So just Norris is floating there by herself. Your man Ed goes back for a third time, yeah, and gets it. And like I wasn't wholly clear on the rules, like I wasn't sure if he was actually allowed to get Narisa's piece for her.
1: You are, but there was a a stipulation where it was like everyone else had to be done first before he could go back and help someone. I think that's what it was.
0: Okay, well, still, I think Ed Ed is amazing in this, he's Mm -hmm. definitely the MVP of this challenge. Uh they get it done with three seconds to spare. Like it is as close as can be. I see you're making a face, Sheldon. Do you have something to say on this? I'm gonna call BS on this.
1: Cause like there's no way that they did it to time. A zero percent chance they did it to time. And you
0: know, I'm so glad you said this because in the last one where TJ's like, yeah, and if you get like all four done, I'll give you a bonus ten thousand dollars. It really feels like the producers are like, oh, these guys suck. We got to start getting them like new ways to like win the money.
1: Yeah. You got to start building up the happy vibes before you then flip the game on its head with whatever the next twist is. Right. So you need the happy vibes to come in. And, you know, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not knocking them for just saying that they won because that's a better job of producing the show right? Like them sucking at every single challenge is not good television, right? We'd be like making fun of it, being like, this show sucks. These people suck. Who are they? Whatever. So fudging it is something that they probably do way more than we ever notice. It's just with this challenge, they messed up by putting the clock on the screen. And I let it slide because to me, it was so obvious that they just timed it and said, like, hey, they made it at the end. Like, to me, even the way that they cut it at the end made it so obvious because there were just huge jumps. But the clock is really what they they messed up on, right? And most people, I bet, aren't even watching the clock, so, like, I'm just the loser that saw it. But at one point, right, there's, like, two minutes left, and there's still someone, there's a shot with two minutes left, and someone is still swimming across the uh, one of the pieces, and I think it was the black piece. So I think that's Ed. When there's two minutes left, at a minute 25, magically three of those platforms are being clipped onto the podium. That's in 30 seconds. There's no way that it took them 30 seconds to swim to like, even if the puzzle pieces were done on those other three podiums, there's no way it took them 30 seconds to swim those over to the dock and clip it in. Not a chance, not buying it. Nah, and the fact that it just if it really was the countdown like that, I would have made a way more dramatic production of it Like if they knew that they weren't gonna rig it You're gonna make a whole bigger dramatic production where you're gonna have like the time on a big screen So that you can see it and then it's gonna be like a buzzer beater and you're gonna rush for it Like that's pretty easy to do But they don't do that because you know, you got you're gonna just Fix it in editing and i'm not saying that to ruin it I'm actually saying it to applaud the producers for making a better show. You just come to this pod for the insight and, you know, the deep dives. And that's the only reason I'm talking about this here. Right. But I'm giving them credit because what really happened, there's no chance that they did it on time.
0: It it was pretty suspicious. I like, there was a, there was one point where I think there was maybe 15 seconds left on the clock and most of them were still in the water.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, exactly. you, you're telling me you 21 people got on one floating dock in <laughs> right? 15 seconds? When you know you're so going like, to help in, a bunch of people in, up in 18 seconds. Yeah. Because there's three mm, suspicious. Right. So they're having another good night. They're partying. They're happy. They won their $50,000. And they're sort of playing out like, who do you think is going to you know one of the things is like who's not going to spend the night in their bed tonight yeah and they all like look at callum even michelle's pointing at callum you know like all that sort of stuff and then huey goes Who's most likely to cheat on their partner back at home and smash cut to cow?
1: First, he said, who's more likely to go into elimination, which is like, whoa, whoa, why are you switching up the vibes here? Then he went to just straight snitch mode, right? Who's more likely to cheat on their girlfriend? It's like, bro, you realize we're all wearing microphones with a camera in front of us, right? What kind of question is that, bro? What are we doing here? (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, oh man! And so then they ask Callum in confessional, like, "What's the deal with his his situationship back at home?" Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sheldon, yep, this is no good. This but is no knew- good for your girl Michelle. We knew this already. She, we knew, knew this. She doesn't. Know. I don't think she knows the extent of what's going on
1: from the very first conversation they had. We can we can rewind the tape, we can rewind what we talked about on the pod. When you ask someone that you're meeting, like, hey, so are you seeing anyone? There's an easy, quick answer of no or yes, or well, there is someone back home. But the way that my guy was like, uh, well, uh, boom, already, whatever you're about to say is a lie, bro. It's that simple, <laughs> it's not that complicated, <laughs>
0: right? I think she's got her blinders on though.
1: Well. I
0: mean,
1: yeah, yes, definitely. She's
0: mesmerized right now. When, listen, when- We've
1: all been there. It's happened. It's happened to all of us. A
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'm not saying this out of judgment. It's, you know, when you have a chance with an entirely average British guy with face tattoos, you can't, you can't miss it. Like, you just can't pass that up. I get it. That's
1: her jam right now. My guy's got the, the muscles,
0: the face tats-
1: and the, uh, the accent, she's mesmerized. doesn't matter what he's saying.
0: So um, Huey has his first ever s'more. And Ed says, this is what America tastes like. Is that what America tastes like? What do you imagine America tastes like, Sheldon? I would say like hamburgers and hot dogs or something like that. Good old
1: American pie.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's more um, that's a more wholesome answer than i was expecting i i'd like people to message us and tell us what they think especially yeah. our american listeners what does america taste like um i think you're right that it would be barbecue yeah yep yeah it tastes sweet too though
1: yeah um There's a line that we left out about Michelle and Callum, though, where she says that Callum checks all the boxes. (laughs) I just want to clarify something because I know I've come off as I'm just defending Michelle here. But she says he checks all the boxes. I'm I'm just throwing this out here. Shouldn't one of those boxes be single? (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. (laughs) If you're saying someone checks all the boxes, (laughs) I would hope that one of those boxes would be he's single.
0: Just saying. So, no speaking judgment. Of, speaking of singledom, Narice and Olivia are having a conversation about how James and Mariah are clearly vibing, even though she's still linked with Johnny Bananas. Now, I do think the editors did our girl Mariah dirty here because the way they juxtapose her and James having a conversation and Olivia and Narice having a conversation, it seems like it's happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not happening at the same time. No, no, definitely not. Um, so Olivia and Reese say that Mariah is not official with bananas, but they have been spending time together for over a year. I mean, we already discussed this I have a when theory. you're, when you're litigating, like whether or not you're a couple, like that's not great. Definitely not.
1: Um. Once, listen. At a certain point, and I'm sure if over a year has passed and you haven't had the conversation about, are you seeing other people still, or are you like still on dating apps or whatever? And it's been a year. Yeah, you're seeing other people still, right? Like that's my assumption.
0: I also, like I already alluded to this, the age gap. Johnny Bananas is 41. Mariah is 27. I looked it up. That's a really big age gap. Mm -hmm. And like, if Mariah, sorry, if Bananas at 41 isn't looking to like make it official, and like, it's not like he lacks the confidence to be like, yes, I like you. We are dating. It's just us. Like, I have a theory. He's wasting her time. I have a theory. Lay it on me.
1: Bananas is a master manipulator and producer. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it past Bananas that we are being producered right now by all of these people involved, meaning Mariah bananas, um, Narice and Olivia. The fact that Norris and Olivia are just like openly talking about this without Mariah being there tells me this is less of a real situation and more of a, we're producering and, and making a, a storyline here for us because, I, don't, I just don't see Narice, especially Narice and Olivia. They're not the kind of people that would just like be gossiping behind Mariah's back on camera like that. This mm-hmm. is a whole manipulation of creating a storyline to keep Banana's name still a part of the season, but also have some juice for Mariah's character on the show, for Narice and Olivia's character on the show and their overall alliance. I think this is a work, and I'm here for it. I'm okay with it
0: well i i don't know i don't know i mean it goes to show that even before they were on the season mariah was talking about it with narice and olivia uh, about like the lack of definition of a relationship with johnny
1: mm-hmm.
0: um ed finally gets the hint and leaves the room <laughs> so james and mariah get and like part of what's unfair about the editing is that they're speaking as if Mariah has already cheated on Mm -hmm. bananas with James and like, they're just talking, like it's certainly flirtatious. Like it'd be hurtful for Johnny to see, but like hasn't happened yet, but then Mariah indeed does get under the covers with James and who knows what happens. Um, and then Mariah and the have a conversation where Mariah is like, I feel so bad. And Narice is like, mm, I don't know. It's that bad. And yeah. Mariah, uh, Narice says to Mariah, which I think is true, even if it's not James, it's not Johnny. Yeah. Which is great because like it doesn't excuse what's going on with Mariah. Like Mariah should be seeking clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's right. Like it's clearly not going to happen with Johnny like she's doing things in the wrong order, but what's happening is inevitable, mm-hmm. right? Like she and Johnny bananas are not meant to be.
1: Yeah. And she's talking about, she feels bad cause she's embarrassing them. Like, I just don't think all those things happen without bananas knowing somewhat of it as it's happening or beforehand or having a hand in it being like, even if they had the simple conversation, yo, you're going on the season of the challenge. Like if anything happens, like whatever, it's not a big deal. Like, Bananas has been on the show long enough. He knows what's going down, right? Like, So it's not like he's like, oh, my girlfriend's going on the challenge and I'm not going to be there. I wonder what's going to happen.
0: Also, notably, we've seen people call that home. Exactly. We haven't seen Mariah call Johnny. And if anyone's going to get a phone call... On the show, it's Johnny. But we saw when Wes was on the show, he was calling home to Johnny, or no, Johnny called home to Wes for advice. Yeah, Yeah. come on, exactly. Come on, exactly. So, deliberation. Mm -hmm. Um, it's again a very confusing thing. People have been saying Corey's name, people have been saying uh, Huey's name. Corey is really has it out for Zara now for some reason. Yeah, uh, and then they decide. Well, it's a men's elimination. <laughs> Hold do on. Do you the tell who sea... could <laughs> be eliminated? And Sorry,
1: say that again. I think I cut you off.
0: The, so it's supposed to be a men's elimination. Huey and Corey seem to be the targets, and Huey is stunned and very upset. And so then they decide. Okay, here's what we'll do. All the men explain why they should be kept, which is just an invitation to a wasted 30 minutes.
1: Correct. If there's a room of dudes that want to brag about how cool they are and how fit they are. Michelle with the line of the episode, I don't, she's like, what is this? This isn't a circle jerk. I don't know if you can say that, but I just did. It's like, no, you cannot say circle jerk on MTV, but the, the level of bleep that they bleeped it out. You could definitely tell what she
0: said. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, Amazing. I, I mean, what's amazing to me is the obvious move is to, if you're like one of the guys, Is just like, make a joke about it. Exactly. Because all these other guys are being so serious about it that like, you got to just like, (laughs) James was like, I'm a
1: good leader and I'm such a good leader that even when I take a step back, the people that are in the leadership roles will still come up to me and ask me what they think, what I think they should do just to make sure they're on the right path. (laughs) It's like, bro. We're 3 episodes into this show. What the fuck are you talking about? That did not happen, right? Like that scene, unless it's on the editing the cutting room floor. That did not happen, bro. What are you talking
0: about? It's it's craziness. It is I got to say I would not want to be experiencing any of these deliberations in real life. Like they would be soul-sucking. They'd be so bad.
1: It'd be so hard to avoid my facial expressions,
0: right? So we get to the actual elimination where people have to vote, um, and uh, <laughs> the U.S. women are now talking about targeting James. Callum immediately goes and tells his buddy James what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah votes for Huey to protect James, and that's enough to like get everyone. Basically to vote for Huey These people are so confused
1: (laughs) So confused They just come up with a plan that Okay we need to throw in James Make a big move Throw in one of their big guys Okay cool that's your plan whatever Immediately after You flip right Because James finds out Cool I understand that But because Mariah Decided that she was going to vote for Huey Everyone else just followed suit Because you could tell that everyone else was kind of like, oh, wait, she said Mariah? Why did or why did she say Huey? So you could tell that this wasn't like I felt like she was just trying to say Huey so that she didn't appear like she was a part of the plan. Yeah. And left room for everyone else to still go on and vote for James. So I wonder if it plays out differently if Mariah is not first. I also wonder if how does TJ decide who he's asking first? I always wonder that
0: anyway well, Mar- mariah was furthest to the right so he yeah. he did just start on one side but also mm-hmm. like how did they order them up there like there's all sorts of questions um so huey goes in he picks kylan to go against <laughs> and what do you think of that choice i think it I mean, the problem is uh, Huey's friends with James, so he wouldn't call down James because, like, I think Fair. James has been exposed as being, like, bad cardio. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I guess Kylan's a good choice. It's not a I bad choice.
1: T- this one, this is tough because I look at this elimination and I feel like there'd be, there's some level of smarts or strategy to it. So I would have gone, for lack of a better term, the meathead route. Of taking someone that i think isn't as smart that would have just tried to like think that this is just a physical challenge and they would have messed it up mm-hmm. that's my that's what i think anyway yeah the guys also did the burn vote thing that they got mad at the women for doing which is yeah. also hilarious <laughs> um but yeah huey it's i i give huey credit too for also telling berna if the whole house starts voting for me just vote for me too don't worry yeah. about it. I thought that was a really good look. But Kylan, I thought was the wrong person to pick because Kylan is going to figure out how to maneuver this ramp in a way that Huey never did, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, like, the thing was, you had to, you had this, is it a ramp? What do you even call it?
0: Yeah. It's, I guess, ultimately a ramp, a chute. Sure. And you had to roll the ball
1: along the chute into nine baskets, I think it was but the baskets are different lengths away the shoot that you have. There's a different ending on both sides, meaning there should be a different strategy that you're using for each basket, which Kylan figures out. I don't know if, if uh, Huey ever figured out, but you know, I think they made this seem a lot closer than it actually was.
0: Oh yeah. I I mean, I think that, he kylan really ran away with it
1: mm-hmm. i agree
0: it was a cool uh, challenge though i liked it what i i liked it too what i also couldn't believe talk about how they're confused is like and, and we saw this with raven too people were like cheering for for huey after voting him in just as they were voting like <laughs> cheering for like these people don't know what they're doing <laughs> like this is the messiest gameplay i've ever seen and i'm here for it like it's really entertaining yeah but like my word like the strategy like i i haven't checked
1: wes's twitter account but i wonder if he's watching this season just to hear the commentary of like what is the game plan here what is going on with these people um because yeah huey's out and which again, I think should be the goal overall in terms of getting your weaker people out. But I really think the only reason Huey was the guy was because he started to annoy people as well. Like even during the daily challenge, he was super annoying and just trying to be like, oh no, well, I think I'm one of the better swimmers. And they're like, well, we already decided. He's like, well, okay, if we need an extra person though, I'll be the extra guy. And <laughs> just like, just stop talking bro right like just stop talking and i think that he started to annoy people and i think that led to his vote being voted in more so than what we think it should be which is getting your weaker players out
0: yeah i will say this uh johnny bananas someone tweeted at him uh the other day as this came out oh how i wish johnny bananas was covering this train wreck on his podcast and Johnny quote tweeted it and said, here's a recap. And it's a uh, dumpster on fire floating down a flooded river. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. He's not wrong.
1: But I'm entertained. I can't lie. I'm entertained. Cause I have no idea what's going to happen next. Cause their gameplay is so unpredictable <laughs> and yeah, I, I, and I guess that's a good thing as a viewer. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I'll also say, Wes tweeted, I'm a little confused because I thought the last committed relationship Bananas was in was two years ago. And even in this episode, it's alluded to that they're not exclusive. So this whole storyline feels like a reach. As the kids say, they were just kicking it. And now they're not. And then uh, Johnny quote tweeted it. and said, wait, Bergie, my name is being used on TV for a storyline and clout other news the sun rose from the east this morning <laughs> right so johnny bananas not sweating it and not impressed with the season
1: i mean yeah not surprising as i said though i felt like we were being producered
0: yeah so all that being said this is a tough one again oh. who killed it for you this week i'm going with episode? ed i'm going with ed it's got to be right it's gotta be ed he put up a gotta, dominating
1: performance.
0: I got to say, even like Ed is doing so well that i almost wondering if it's going to hurt him. Like at what point are people going to be like, hey, this side guy is really smart and like a good swimmer and fast and everyone likes him. It's interesting. Very interesting. Because I, I think Ed
1: has to be moving up the ranks here in terms because he's staying out of the drama too he's not really a drama guy he's a positive good vibes guy so yeah he's someone they got to be worried about for sure
0: yeah yeah I'm I'm going to agree I think it's got to be Ed I think that's one of the most dominant daily challenge performance we've, we've ever seen and like I said flew under the radar like people like there's one scene where he where Kieran's like hey did you get three of them and he's like yeah I did but you got two, that's great, which is also like a beautiful deflection. Great job. Right. Great.
1: He knows what he's doing.
0: He knows he's, what he's doing. He's pretty good. Where can the people find you on social media?
1: You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at sheldon alexander big shouts again to the people liking and subscribing wherever you're getting this pod thanks for rocking with us and keeping up let us know what you guys think of this season i'm enjoying it i think it's entertaining are you guys happy and entertained that the regular mtv version is back let us know on the mentions john where can the people find you
0: well i am back from brazil obviously it's beautiful um so they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. I will be tweeting a lot about the Toronto Raptors and the Grey Cup, the Canadian Football League's championship, which I will be covering next weekend. Uh, so you can expect some of that on my social media, Raptors and CFL. And until Go next work, week. Oh, double blue! Shout out retired Argos great Matt Black, yes, friend of the show. Um, so until next week, this was You Killed It. You Killed It.